Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with me today. I love that. And I'm so grateful for it. As most of you know, last week was not only episode 500 of this podcast, but also Primal Potential's four-year anniversary. And I had made a note to myself a few weeks ago to put together four lessons that I've learned in four years of running a business that help me in all areas of my life. But with all of the 500th episode stuff, the episode I did with my mom and my sister, the episode where one of my Masters Club members interviewed me, as well as the couple of episodes where I interviewed some of my current clients, the four life lessons, four lessons I've learned in business kind of got away from me. And if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I really believe some of the most powerful lessons that can shift our entire perspective about food and weight and health and fitness actually come from things that have nothing to do with food and weight or health and fitness. I've done an episode about Ray Dalio, a billionaire hedge fund manager, and some of his business principles that have helped me in my relationship with food, as well as Way, way, way back in episode 19, 019, I talked about what getting out of debt taught me that has transformed my perspective on health, especially things like, oh, this one thing won't hurt. Getting out of debt taught me that the little things make a huge difference and they can't be dismissed. They are what allows us to create success and move forward. So, I thought that today I would share not only four of the primary lessons I've learned about business in the last four years of my first time ever running a business, but also how they apply to life in general and food and health and fat loss or debt, all of those things. And the first one, we're just going to dive right in, waste no time, the first powerful lesson that I have learned in business that helps me in every single aspect of my life is that you have to embrace the mundane. You absolutely have to not tolerate it, but embrace the mundane. It's not always going to be fun or exciting. In fact, most of the time, the things you need to do to create success, you're not going to feel like doing do it anyway. As it relates to business, I could, every single day without exception, I could convince myself 
that it doesn't really matter if I return the emails today, I can do it tomorrow. Every single day I could convince myself that I don't need to have an Alexa skill, especially not with a message every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I could convince myself that it doesn't really matter. It's not going to make a difference. It doesn't make any money. And if I took that perspective, I wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. And I think a lot of us go through life that way. It doesn't really matter if I hit snooze today. It's not really a big deal if I have these brownies today. I'm going to work out tomorrow. It's fine. I don't need to do it today. Won't make a difference. You have to have the opposite approach to create success. I do it every day. It is not contingent on whether or not I want to or if I'm tired or if it's Sunday versus Tuesday, whatever that thing is that you keep putting off, you have to embrace the mundane. It's just what I do. Most people love big plans and flashy, fresh starts, but they don't love the mundane. Now, you don't have to love the mundane to be successful, but you do have to embrace it. You do have to be committed to it. And that's going to look different for every single one of us in both life and in business. The way I do it, the way I embrace the mundane, isn't necessarily what you will do or should do or can do. What you can't do is open up a case every day to negotiate whether or not you'll do the work, right? It can't be, "Eh, should I or shouldn't I? Do I feel like it or not? Will I or won't I? If you do that in business, you won't have the consistency needed to create success. If you do that with health, you won't have the consistency needed to create success. If you do that with fitness or your relationship or your finances, you won't create the consistency that's needed for success. Embracing the mundane for me in business looks like this. And I tell you this only as an example, not because this is what it will look like for you. It'll look different for all of us. It should look different for all of us. Embracing the mundane in my business looks like getting up every single day between 4.30 and 5, no matter what. That's what I do on Monday through Friday. It's what I do on Saturday and Sunday. It's not about how I feel. It's what I do. Embracing the mundane for me Looks like no matter what, seven days a week, 365 days a year, if I'm on vacation or if it's a holiday or if I'm sick or on any regular day, I check in with my groups, I post to social media, and I respond to emails as one of the first things I do in the day. Now, I can tell you, most days, it's not how I want to begin the day. I'd love to lounge around with a cup of coffee, watch TV, have a lazy morning, think about doing it later, but I don't. Because at this point, it's a, it's a habit. I am committed to that thing. It is the mundane. And now, because of my commitment to it, because I've embraced it, I don't debate it. I don't even consider it. It's not negotiable. It's just my operating system. To create success. Those baby steps, those things that matter, whether that is not hitting snooze, whether it's working out, whether it's journaling, whether it's updating your budget, it can't be up for debate every day or in every moment. 
embrace the mundane with such commitment that it just becomes what you do. Just like brushing your teeth before bed. I don't say, oh, I can't today. I have an early flight. I just get up earlier because it's what I do. I don't say, oh, I didn't sleep well. I just get to work. For you, pick one thing and start small and embrace that mundane thing without negotiating, without relitigating it every single day. Part of how I do this, how I built this habit, is by choosing gratitude instead of a bad attitude. Like I've talked about on the podcast before, we can convince ourselves of anything. I could convince myself every single morning that the work I have to do, the work I choose to do, it sucks and it's hard and it's annoying and it never ends and it's a pain in the butt. Attitude. Bad attitude. But I can also how I choose to approach it, is convincing myself that I'm so grateful for the opportunity to build something I love for people I care about. I convince myself, I choose the perspective that I'm lucky to make an impact. Random side note, kind of, sort of. I was talking to my friend the other day about this, about the things that I do every single day. Without exception, it's not about if I feel inspired or if I think I have something important to say. We were talking about not missing podcasts, not skipping emails, doing Alexa messages. Alexa is the Amazon skill, by the way. So if you have an Amazon Alexa, um, I have daily free messages called Primal Potential Daily Bites over there. I do that seven days a week, 365 days a year. I have daily coaching notes to my clients in a special audio channel and my friend asked me, but don't you like run out of ideas? Don't you just some days not have anything to say? And what I told him is that he was thinking about it wrong. It's not that you run out of ideas and therefore you can't put out content. Not putting out content is the reason you run out of ideas. Understand that's such a fundamental difference. So many people say, oh, you know, I just don't have anything to say. It's the fact that you've made it optional that you are stuck. If you commit to doing it, whether you feel brilliantly inspired or not, embracing the mundane, that's the difference. The consistency creates the result. The result doesn't create the consistency. It's not that you can't put out content if you're in business like I am because you don't have ideas. Because you put out content every day, you generate ideas. And the bigger picture application of that is just being more committed to the daily discipline than the result. It's not about being able to make some huge impact on your health or your goal every single day. It's that you're going to do something no matter what. No matter what. Because you've embraced the mundane. It is not optional. It is not negotiable. It's just what you do. The second lesson that I have learned and continue to learn in business is impact over income. Impact over income. And another way to say this that I think is just as true is impact over outcome. And this might appear to be exclusively applicable to business, but it's not. It's absolutely not. 
And I'm not suggesting that this is advice everyone should subscribe to. It's just true for me, right? There are no doubt people who are more successful in business because they put income first. That's cool. I will say for me that I have never for one second regretted my choice or felt like I've missed out. On the contrary, I feel like I win time after time because I prioritize the impact I make on an individual over the income I generate from that individual. And business aside, I believe this has massive appeal. What this means outside of business is doing the right things for the right reason, regardless of the outcome, being more committed to the process than you are to the results. Don't worry about what you're going to get tomorrow. Focus on what you'll do today. I posted something similar to this on Instagram the other day. You can link to my Instagram account over on the show notes page at primalpotential.com. And this show notes page, I think, will be primalpotential.com forward slash 502 because this is episode 502. Easy like that. But I posted the other day a repost from the Good Life Project that said, it doesn't happen in a day, it happens daily. You don't earn results in a day. You have to do the work daily. And when you wake up tomorrow, you do the work again. You do what moves you forward towards your goal. What I've learned in business is the work that moves me towards my business goal isn't advertising, which I've never done. And it's not improving my website, though that could drive some outcome. The impact that I need to focus on over the income, over the outcome, is caring about people, genuinely. It's building relationships, knowing what they want and what they need, asking how I can help, being there when they need support. The relationship. And with our own goals, health, fitness, finances, it's about caring about yourself, the relationship with yourself over the outcome. What about improving your relationship with yourself? Valuing that over the perspective of discipline. I want to have a better relationship with myself, a more honest relationship with myself, a less destructive relationship with myself. What does that look like in terms of your choices? Taking impeccable care of yourself. Impact over outcome. The third lesson that I have learned and continue to learn and continue to practice in business is that it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. I'm not paying attention to other similar podcasts. I don't even listen to them. I don't care what somebody else is doing on social media I don't care if they're doing it better or if I should do it like they're doing it. I don't even know what they're doing. It's not relevant to me what kind of content they're putting out or what kind of pictures or how much of their personal lives they show. I'm doing me. I want to be myself. I want to speak my truth. I don't have to align myself with somebody else that I think is doing it better. Because when my eyes are on their work, 
it's not on mine. I saw something the other day that said, don't let your food get cold looking at somebody else's plate. And I really like that because it's like you're missing out on what's for you when you're gawking at what somebody else is doing. It's cool to maybe be inspired by somebody else, but only if it changes what you do. And I think that we can be much more effective instead of thinking, I want what somebody else has in business or in life or fitness-wise, in relationships, in any regard. can be more effective to say, what do I really want? And most importantly, what can I do today to get it? One of the analogies that I used the other day with uh, my, my summer clients is I said, imagine that you want to be like a masterful gardener and you want to have this huge, robust vegetable garden and you desire it. Wouldn't that be amazing to go outside and you think about how great it would be to be able to you know, make a salad that comes right from your garden and you just have these aspirations to have this incredible vegetable garden? Well, there are certain things that you would have to do every single day without exception to make that a reality, right? You would have to, whether you felt like it or not, you would have to water that garden. You have to pull the weeds. You would have to tend to it. So for the goal that you have, are you doing those things to create that outcome? Or are you just pining after something someone else has? For me, I don't want to give my limited energy and attention to what somebody else is doing in business. I want to show up authentically and enthusiastically in my own business, being myself. What do I want to say? What's on my heart? What do my clients need? And how can I meet their needs and help them and serve them? You don't have to align yourself with somebody else. You don't have to jump on somebody else's bandwagon. What do you want for your life and what are you doing about it? The fourth and final lesson I want to share with you that I've learned in the last four years of running a business is don't let I don't know be a barrier. If you don't know something, that's not a stopping point. Keep going. My personal opinion that I embrace in my own life is stopping at I don't know is a cop out. You can still move forward. You are not stuck if you don't know. In business, there are so many things every single day that I don't know. That is a fact, but it is not in any way a barrier unless I choose to stop. When I think I don't know, whether it's answer to a question or how to do something, I follow that up with, and I can figure it out. I don't know, and I can figure it out. I can try and learn as I go, or I can ask someone. There is an answer out there, and I am capable of finding it. I didn't know how to start a podcast, so I Googled it, and I found an online course, and I took it. And I'm still figuring out how to podcast. I certainly don't do it the best way. I certainly don't do it the only way, but I do it. I was completing an interview for a magazine the other day, and one of the questions said something like, there are a lot of barriers for women in business, but what are some of the opportunities? And I said, there's nothing but opportunity. All of even the barriers are 
opportunities. If you don't know what works, that's not a barrier. It's just a fact. You can find out, get to work, learn from your action. I don't know shouldn't stop you. There is a way to find out. And sometimes it's just through practice and action. And sometimes it's from asking for help, finding resources, and investing in them. But I don't know is not a stopping point. I don't know and I can find out. There is a way for me to find out. So maybe one of these resonates with you more than the others. And I want to challenge you to say to yourself, what can I do with that today? Instead of that was interesting or I agree or I disagree, even when you disagree, what can I do with it? What can I do with this today? How can I use this as a tool to inform my action and make progress towards my goal today? I want to wrap up, as we have been doing lately, by sharing a meal I've loved recently that is fat loss friendly and aligned with my goals, as well as a workout that I have loved recently. The meal. I had some chicken thighs in the fridge and I wanted to grill them But I wanted to add a little something, something, have a look, kind of a marinade. And I don't tend to keep sauces or anything like that, pre-made bottled sauces in the fridge. So I just made a marinade. Really simply, I took about two or three cloves of garlic and I minced them. And then I did about a tablespoon of sesame oil and maybe a third of a cup of coconut aminos and a couple of tablespoons of sesame seeds. That was my marinade. If you haven't heard of coconut aminos, the best way I can describe it, it's like soy sauce, but no soy. I will not go near soy. I did an episode somewhere in the 50s, episode 50-something. It's called Soy Story. If you go to primalpotential.com and you search Soy Story, it'll come right up. Um, But coconut aminos taste a lot like they have a flavor profile similar to soy sauce, but no soy and far less sodium. And they have a slightly sweet flavor, but it's not sweet in and of itself. Like if you dipped your finger in it, you wouldn't think, oh, that's sweet. Not that sweet. Um, Made entirely of coconut, very similar profile to Uh, soy sauce. So it was kind of an Asian-inspired marinade. I just threw the chicken thighs in there for about an hour, and then I grilled them. So good. And I also put cauliflower and avocado on the grill. So I quartered the head of cauliflower, didn't put anything on it. Probably could have drizzled it with oil, but I didn't. Threw it on the grill. Same thing with the avocado. I cut the avocado in half, still with the peel on it, and I removed the pit. I did put a little bit of um, avocado oil on, or maybe I used extra virgin olive oil, I don't recall, on top of the avocado so that it wouldn't stick to the grill. Just about 10 minutes on the grill, just to have a pretty nice bit of grill marks. Showed pictures of this on my Instagram if you're curious about what it looked like, but it was so good. The coconut aminos can be hard to find in the grocery store, but I get them from Thrive Market, and they're about 20-ish percent cheaper on Thrive Market than the prices I've seen in the grocery store or Whole Foods or anything like that. So I will put a link in the show notes um, to Thrive Market if you haven't tried them before. Thrive Market. Register at thrivemarket.com forward slash primal potential. That way you'll save an extra 25% on your first order and you'll also get a free 30-day trial membership to figure out if it is the right 
uh, fit for you and your groceries or your personal care products, your home cleaning products, stuff like that. And the workout that I loved recently was very, very simple, but a great burner. And it was five by 500 meter row. So you do a 500 meter row, like on an ergonomic rower, and then you rest two minutes and you do it five times. So 500 meter row, two minute rest, 500 meter row, two minute rest. You're doing that five times. And the goal was to not let my pace fall off. So to not go slower each time. And um, the target was about 80% effort. So you're not going 100% max out every time, but 80% and then holding the pace instead of going all out on the first one and then falling off and going slower each time. That was a really fun workout, a fast workout, and a powerful one. That is that. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I will chat with you soon and make it an amazing day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.